Hey, Night Owls. This is Krista. And I'm Rachel. And you are listening to Isn't It Past Your Bedtime, episode 15. And we are in 2020 officially. Wait, I thought we were last time too. I thought it came out on the 31st. No, this is. Did it come out the first? Well, we're still in 2020. (laughs) It is currently 2020. It is still the first month of the new year. Our first episode of 2020 was on the 6th. Oh, shows you how much I pay attention. It's okay. Anyways. We are, you know, kind of sticking on the new year, new us bullshit with new year, new releases. So we did books that came out this year, which is January, which means that it can only be books that came out in January. Uh, Except, uh, spoiler alert, I somehow managed to do one that comes out in February. What? Sorry, everyone. I'm just going to jump right in. Still new year. I'll just jump right in and tell you how I kind of kerfuckled this one. So the book that I did, I got from the book of the month club, which they don't sponsor us, but they totes should. So if anybody is listening who works there, holla at your girls. Cause that'd be dope. I love you guys. Anyways, what I totally spaced about when I picked this book is that how book of the month club typically works is that you get to p- pick a book that hasn't released yet and you get it early. Oh. Like that's how that you get most of the books that you pick from. So I did The Sundown Motel by Simone St. James. Uh, I honestly thought it came out in January because I was really late to, so I had canceled my Book of the Month Club membership like a year ago. Don't mm-hmm. not sponsor us because of that, please. Um, sorry. But then this book kept popping up. It was all over Instagram, all over my Facebook. Like So Book of the Month Club. So if, if anybody hasn't actually used it, I'll just do a little spiel real fast on how it works for people because I think I it's really fun. I haven't used it. Please explain. Oh, yeah. So you, it's, uh, you pay $15 a month for your box, and they give you – you get five books to choose from of, like, a variety. Uh, each one is from, like, a different category. So there's always, like, some kind of, like, a historical one. Usually there's a romance. Usually there's some kind of thriller-type book. Um, I think they typically have a nonfiction and then a newer thing, or at least cause I've been doing it for years now on and off. Um, you can pick, if you don't like any of them, it's really easy to skip the month and then you can pick an older book and then you can add a second, any second book on that you want for 10 bucks. Oh, so these books are usually like, I mean, they're new releases. So they're usually almost like 30 bucks and you get them for 15. Like this book is normally 26. It says, so I got it for 15. But your very first one is 10 bucks usually. I think the first time I signed up, it was, I also got a really cute free, like, tote bag that's super strong. Love tote bags. You carry a ton of books or groceries, whatever. Uh, But they were doing, because I was like, eh, whatever, I'll sign back up, see if I can get it for 10 bucks. And then they were like, hey, if you re-sign up, your first book's free. I was like, dope. Got me free. Yeah, I was like, I pay $0 for this one. Either way. So this one is about, like I said, it's the Sundown Motel by Simone St. James. Um, and one of the things that I love about it, and as soon as I opened it, I instantly knew I was going to like it because I always read the little, um, their dedication pages. Mm. So this one is for the Odd Girls, the Nerdy Girls, and the Murderinos. This one Ooh. is yours. And I was like, yeah, well, I am a Murderino. I mean, I haven't listened to my it's favorite murder me. in like a really long time, but 
I still identify as one. So I was like, I know I'm going to love this book. So it uh, bounces back and forth between two different people, like two different characters kind of point of view. So there's Viv. Her full name is Vivian Delaney and her story is set in 1982. So that's kind of where you start is with her. And she is originally from Illinois and she's 20 years old and her mom's a single mom and she has a younger sister who is like the perfect child and Viv is kind of like she's kind of getting like not big trouble you know but just small delinquency type things Mm, like she gets in trouble at school type stuff and she's just like you know she's like I want to go to New York and I'm going to be an actor and her mom was like fine whatever like I don't know what you would do if you ever actually saw trouble like what would you do and Viv's like I don't care. And so, but she doesn't actually want to be an actress. She just wants to leave. And so she like ends up going up towards New York and she's like taking buses. She runs out of money and she ends up hitchhiking like an idiot because, well, freaking people don't ever hitchhike. Don't pick up hitchhikers. It's a bad idea. Anyways, so she, this guy like picks her up at this bus station truck stop place and she's like, yeah, I'm trying to get to New York City. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you. And so they're just like going along in the guy's truck. And then all of a sudden she's like, this is the wrong direction to New York. Where are we going? And he was like, no, it's, it's fine. I'm actually headed to this other place. And she was like, okay, yeah, you can let me out now. And he goes and he puts her hand on his hand on her thigh. And she's like, you can let me out right now. And he was like, nope. gosh, you don't need to be such a bitch about it. Blah, 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 blah. <sighs> so she, and he thankfully lets her out of the car. And so she ends up in this place called Fell, New York. And it's a super weird place that is like, even like back in like 82 is like weird and kind of stuck like back in the old days. And she ends up at this, mm. like this motel, the sundown motel. Um, and it says vacancy cable TV is on their sign and everything. And so she goes to the front desk and she's like, Hey, yeah, I'll take a room. Like how much is it? And the woman's like, rooms are $30. And she's like, well, I only have a 20 because she only has $20 cash on her. She's like, I only have a 20, but if you let me stay, she's like, I can go to a bank tomorrow and I can get you the difference. And the mm-hmm. woman's kind of sitting there and she's like, you're not really from around here, are you? And she's like, no, I'm just passing through. And the woman just kind of keeps staring at her. And she's like, tell you what, keep your $20. She was like, work here for the night she's like my night guy called out i don't have anybody work for the night she's like work for the night keep your 20 bucks and viv's like well okay she doesn't really have any plans at this point she doesn't know what the hell she's gonna do she doesn't necessarily oh, want yeah. she doesn't necessarily want to go to new york city you know uh so she takes the job it's like night job so it's 11 to 7 or something like that um and so she just kind of starts working there and then all these weird things start to happen like she sees ghosts but at first she doesn't really realize there's ghosts like the lights just kind of flickering on and off and there's this really strong smell of cigarette smoke and she walks outside the office and nobody's out there smoking she's like well that's kind of really odd and then doors just open and close on their own all these weird things happen so then you cut over to the next chapter and this is the next main character it's 2017 and it's about this woman, this gal named Carly. She's also 20. And she would be Viv's niece. And so she's super into true crime, like listens to all the podcasts, probably like started with cereal like the rest of us all did. Obviously, they don't actually like name any of the podcasts. Right. But they like mention that like it's their very popular true crime podcast that she listens to. But her mom has recently died from cancer. 
in all her life, they could never bring up Viv, her mom's sister. Like, she could never do it. It, like, upset her mom too much, all this stuff, because, um, and you learn this super early on, like, Viv just up and disappears one night. Like, it's, like, she's working her night shift. The guy sees her when he gets relieved at 11 p.m., and it's four days before anybody notices that she's missing, and her her purse, her keys, her car, everything is left behind at the motel. She's just gone. So she's presumed dead because it's been 35 years. But And so Viv, being super into true crime, wants, or not Viv, I mean Carly, uh, really wants to know what's going on. Um, and her mom's died and she never had a chance to figure it out. And then um, while she was like going through her mom's things, she found this envelope and it was a fr- brand new fresh envelope, like freshly rewritten on it with this address in Phil, New York, which was where the address that Viv was living at at the time in an article about Viv's disappearance. And so Carly is like, well, gosh, like I thought like we could never talk about this and I don't have any answers. She's like, I'm going to go to Fell, New York and I'm going to figure it out. She's like, I'm going to take a semester off from college. Like she's like, I, I need to do this for myself. And she has an older brother who's engaged and he's like, you're a fucking idiot. Why would you drop out of school? Blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'm not dropping out of school. I'm just taking a momentary break. It'll be fine. So she literally just like, shows up at this address which is where like her um aunt used to live and then she's like kind of walking in kind of like being a general creep really just like looking around places and this woman comes out who's like her same age and she's like hey yeah uh are you here about the like room that's open are you here about the posting and carly lies and she's like yeah totally and it's the exact same room that her aunt lived in at the time and so she ends up renting this room from that gal and she tells the gal she's like so actually i lied to you like i'm not i wasn't here for this like my aunt was missing um and the roommate heather was like yeah we have a lot of those and carly's like what she's like a lot of dead girls in fell which is true because we're like in like a six-year period or like a four-year period or something like that there's like end up being like four dead women um and so Carly, so they do that, and then they decide that they want to go look at the Sundown Motel. And so they're kind of, like, asking the guy who's there, and he ends up being the son of the original owners. And Heather finds this, um, so yeah, right. It's because, so the whole point of Fell was that there was supposed to be this amusement park that was going to get built there. And so they built the Sundown Motel, thinking that they're going to get all this money and all this stuff from the amusement park. And then the amusement park fell through. So Fell in 2017 is basically still back in the 90s, or at least the Sundown Motel. It, like, they, you know, all still have, like, regular phone books that they use. Like, their library is super old and, like, not really updated and, like, all these things. And so uh, there's this help wanted sign at the Sundown Motel. So Carly starts working the night shift, which is the exact same shift that her aunt worked. Um and, like, on one, one of her first nights, she, like, sees this woman, this, this ghost woman who's there. And, like, all these things are going weird. Like, lights shut off, doors are opening. All kinds of weird things are happening. Right? Um, and so as the book is going on, is it's you're jumping back and forth between Viv and Carly. And a lot of the same things are happening. Like, it's the same ghost woman who was there for Viv, who was there now for Carly. And so Viv, when you're back in her time, she's, like, super smart and super on it. And she was like, well, who was this woman? She was like... Did somebody die? Like, what the heck? Like, because then she sees a little boy. And so she asked somebody. She was like, it was a little boy who died. And they're like, yeah, we don't talk about him. But there was this little boy who, like, hit his head jumping into a pool. Or he slipped and fell in the pool or something. And he died. And so they ended up just closing the pool. And the pool's been closed for, like, years and years and years. 
so Viv, the aunt, so she starts looking into that and she starts trying to figure out, you know, like what's going on. Like who is this woman who like this ghost woman in this purple flowery dress who is basically haunting this motel. And she starts talking. She ends up having to call the police for like this, uh, these two truckers getting a fight or whatever. And so the woman cop shows up and this is 82. So it's like fairly unheard of to have a woman cop. And so she gets put on the night shift and she's like, well, I'm a woman cop. And she's like, a woman and I want to be a cop. Like, uh, this is what I have to deal with is working night shift, whatever. And her name's Alma. And so they kind of like start talking and stuff and it gets going. And so Viv starts asking all these questions about, there's like one main dead gal. So there's a, there ended up being like four of them. Um, but she starts asking all these questions about all these like women who were killed that totally look different. So one of them was, um, her name was Betty and she was murdered and her body was dumped at the site of the construction of where the sundown motel ended up being. So she's the woman in the purple dress who ends up like haunting the place. And then there's a woman, Kathy, who her husband was deployed and she had a young son and she was murdered sometime. She left work and before she got home to relieve the babysitter, she was murdered. Oh. And then there's another woman, Victoria. She's, um, I think she's like i don't remember how old she is but she had a fight with her boyfriend and so she left to go on a run even though she's not really a runner she just went to do it and she was like killed super in haste but so they arrested the boyfriend for it so everybody was like nope the boyfriend did her like these aren't related like because all of them were killed everybody was killed differently some of them fought back some of them were raped some of like they were all just like dumped in these totally different places like the mo was completely different and they're all like, yeah, no, like, these are all completely different people. Like, you are freaking insane. Stop it. Like, no. Um, and then there was, there's another one that I can't remember how it happened. But so Viv gets super into this. And she's, like, calling all these people. She wanted to be an actress. And she took acting lessons. So she's really good at voices. So she starts doing, you know, she's, like, because, um, oh, yeah, so Kathy the last time that anybody saw her, a neighbor saw her let in a traveling salesman. And then that was like the last they ever saw for like nobody else. And then she's dead. And so they're like, okay. And Viv is like, well, there's this traveling salesman who comes to the sundown motel and checks in under a different name every time. Like that's kind of suspicious. Like what if he's the one who killed her? And so she kind of starts looking into this and you know, from like the first chapter that she dies around like 3 a.m or i guess she disappears around 3 a.m like you don't know for sure then if she's dead or not or like what happened to her um but yeah so she kind of starts looking into all of these and trying to connect them because she goes to alma the cop and she's like hey like the these are these things and almost like you realize i'll probably get fired like i will get laughed at if I, she's like you have literally no evidence she's like find some evidence and bring it to me and like then maybe I can go to them. She was like, but I'm doing everything I can to like make it as a cop here. And I can't just like bring up this information. And so then Carly shows up like 35 years later. And so she's kind of trying to also do the same thing, but she's like way slower at it probably because, you know, like when Viv was there, these women were murdered like two years beforehand. And also she's used to not having internet where Carly is used to having internet and everything like that. Um, but yeah, so she's like at the library and she like runs into this guy at the library who was like, so like Fell has this random community college 
because a lot of people in Fell somehow have a lot of money, and so their kids like go to this college and get a degree, but then never leave Fell. It's super weird. But he's like, yeah, no. He's like, I don't really want to go. My mom's a professor there, and I could go for free, but instead, I just volunteer my time to like archive all of these newspapers here in the library. Like he's fucking like from the beginning. I'm like, well, he's a creep. Like, stop talking to him. He's a weirdo. Yeah. Um. But then. But yeah, so she's like trying to do all these research and so finally she kind of figures out like, oh wait, there were like multiple women like murdered in this time frame. Like what the heck? And then what, there's this guy who is staying at the motel who like back when he, so he's like 30 or 29 I think. And back when he was like 14, his dad came home one day from work and shot his son or shot this guy's older brother and then went upstairs to shoot him but he had jumped out the window and ran and called the cops oh my god and his dad was like a super well-known well-known lawyer and stuff like that and so it was like they're like oh this is weird like um and so he had like left town after like he became an i mean he stayed there and he like drank a lot and he got a lot of trouble and he finally left but he had, he's come back at this point um and so him and the current owner like have an agreement that he can stay at the sundown and just kind of like look around on things because at that point they didn't have a nighttime front desk person oh. and so carly kind of like befriends him because he knows things about fell and he's like well i mean you could go talk to alma this cop lady like she might be able to help but everyone that's like kind of like maybe knew viv was like yep no barely even talked to her don't know that but then you're like back in viv's part and like her and alma alma know each other like well like they talk like every week Mm. and then Elma's telling Carly like no no I mean I probably came like a couple times you know because she called in that like these truckers were drunk or whatever vicious yeah so like as it's going Viv is like she finally starts figuring out like she figures out who the traveling salesman is and she's pretty positive he's the one who like murdered all these girls and she starts following him and then he kind of figures out that somebody's following him you know Mm -hmm. uh so she like yeah and i mean freaking some the fact that she did not something did not happen to her way earlier on with how bad she is at like hunting a hunter is just insane but but yeah so then carly kind she finally starts figuring out like what's going on um and i don't want to spoil anything obviously like the fact that like as you're reading you're like okay well obviously like viv kind of figured these things out like like early on she was like because she viv has a this notebook that she like writes all these this information in and she keeps track of everything and at one point she was like tracy waters i'm so sorry i did everything i could and you still died because at one point so she's like been stalking not stalking tracking this the traveling salesman guy who she is convinced did all of these murders even though they don't make any sense because she's literally like called around and she has managed to connect all the dead women to him like that's suspicious for sure and they're like kind of weird connections like kathy the mom who had a baby whose husband was deployed like they she and her husband bought locks from a traveling salesman which is the same company but they don't know who it was like they don't know which salesman it was but they did that and then like yes there's just all these like random like fairly loose things that connect it and stuff like that and then she ends up seeing him um like kind of following this tracy gal who's 18 um and so she doesn't know what to do and so she's like well i can't go to the police because they don't believe me so she like calls the principal of tracy's school and pretends to be this like mom in the year so she grabs a yearbook and she's like flipping through to figure out like whose mom would call 
and so she like calls the principal and pretends to be this woman's mom not tracy's but this other student's mom and it's like, I saw a man at the choir event and he was staring at Tracy. Da 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 da. You gotta like protect her. He was like, Well, I don't really know. And she was like, just watch out for all the females, da 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 da. And then she was like, Okay, she's like, I'm also gonna write a letter to Tracy's parents. So she like mails this letter to her house that's like, Somebody has been watching your daughter Tracy, like you need to be careful. And she like completely describes him. She was like, Well, I don't know if I should put his name in. She's like, I don't have any proof that it's him. But mm. she like describes him and like a week later she ends up getting murdered and so her mom has like over the years like has this whole facebook page about like who like trying to get justice and stuff like that and then the principal 10 years later he like ends up getting super sick and like on his deathbed like calls tracy's mom and he's like i got a call from a woman who said to like watch out because somebody was watching tracy he's like i've been living with this my entire life and so her mom is like somebody knows who this is like what the actual heck what um, the fuck yeah so it's like super freaking crazy and there was like i stayed up way too late reading it multiple nights uh it's just been a crazy schedule or i would have read it in like one sitting but there were times where i had to like stop reading it i was like this is getting like kind of dark and sketchy like this is getting a little scary um but yeah so def 100 percent like five out of five like it is a freaking like it, it is for the murderinos it's for the like excuse me because like literally carly is like oh my god she was like she's like i'm not just like an amateur person like i can do these things and da, 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 and like all this stuff and you're just like i mean this is what so many of us would do right would be like absolutely i could figure it out like freaking how many people are still trying to figure out like uh what is it john bonnet ramsey like because yeah us and our homes are gonna figure out who actually killed her i mean we all know who did it but i'm not gonna say it because he likes to sue people but Anyways. I mean, I may or may not have joined web sleuths. Yeah. See, it's like people like that. Uh, like, I think it literally at one point. Um, Do that when I'm bored. Yeah. Carly called like one of the people, like one of the surviving mothers. And she was like, you're just one of those sleuths, aren't you? Like, I am so tired. She's like, I always know it's one of you. And it took me a minute. And I was like, because it's like italicized. And I was like, what the? And I was like, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah like, yeah the web sleuth community is insane and like you know it's just all of these people just like just like me like sitting on their bed like watching the office in the background with like their laptop up and like sorting through police records uh-huh. like, yeah it's pretty intense and like the threads on there like everyone yeah. is very detailed and like they connect like all of these random things and like what are the chances that any mm-hmm. of this you know what i mean like yeah if you're not physically there i don't know i don't know how like yeah i'm sure some of those people have actually like helped catch people or at least like make connections to cases mm-hmm. and things and stuff and like so that's pretty cool because like some of them talk about it but like how much of it is true yeah. i don't know yeah. you know but like there's a huge community that does that so like that book seems super spot on i'm actually really glad you did that book because I, when i was looking for books to read for this one i ran across that and i was like oh that looks good but it's not out yet mm-hmm. yeah so i can let you borrow it when i see you next but yeah so that was one other thing it just made me think of real quick that um that part of the reason that Carly is like so also obsessed with this is that Viv was missing for four days before anybody noticed because her roommate had like gone home to visit her parents or something like that. And then mm. the police basically did like a teeny tiny little search. They like asked around a little bit. And then when she questions people, they're like, well, it was like 1982. Like there's not, it wasn't so easy. You literally had to like go out and walk around. But then like the more you learn about it, you're like, or the police just totally screw this up like it's at the las vegas police department who freaking screws up everything like basically so 
interesting. But yeah, either way, I Intense. Sounds like a highly good recommend it. And it's really funny. I actually, so the picture that we're going to post for this one, there is this little like L-shaped motel in Bellingham here that is when the Sundown Motel is an L-shaped motel. Yes. And they are super similar. Granted, the one here, they recently like remodeled it and apparently it's actually really nice. And I've known people who have like had a family stay there. But I remember it from before it was remodeled. And when it was, it was real sketch. It was a bit sketch. Yeah. It was not something you, you know, willingly wanted to stay at. It was kind of like the Sundown Motel in 82 with like prostitutes. And that's where people went to buy their illegal drugs. And I love it. But yeah. Anyways, highly, highly recommend it. It should be out. I think it's like out early February or something like that. So yeah, I think so. Or yeah. join Super. Book of the Month Club and grab it. Get it now. Yes. Maybe Book I will. Club. Sponsor us. I canceled my Audible and my Kindle, uh, like Kindle Unlimited. So oh. I have the book of the month club, maybe. Yeah, there you go. Just I just rotate through all of them, which ones I want. I just found like I wasn't using Kindle Unlimited as much as I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it wasn't really like worth it anymore. And then Audible, I have a bunch that like I haven't quite listened to yet. So I was like, I should just cancel for a little while. So I guess I paused it or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I don't need it right now. <laughs> yeah, just like wait a little bit. until. Like, I need to catch up with a few of these books that I haven't actually quite finished yet. Yeah, I do that. I do that all the time, too, where I'm like, I should maybe listen to some of the things. After I got all the Harry Potters, and then I canceled it for three months because I was like, I need to take a break. So I need some time. But anyways, what is your new release that you did? Okay, so I did The Better Liar by Tannen Jones. Oh, I think I this book was so good. So I did it as an audiobook. Um, because, uh, I had one book that I ordered online mm -hmm. that I was going to do. It was also released this year, but it didn't get here until like this week. Oh. And I was like, oh, that's not really enough time for me to like actually read this entire book. Uh, mm -hmm. and the audiobook I could read like while I commute and stuff yeah, or listen to while I commute. Yeah. Uh, cause my commute is so freaking long. It took like two hours every day to get home this week. Oh, gross. Like it's been awful. Cause there was that shooting in Seattle. So traffic yeah. was really bad. Like there was also one day where there was like a semi truck flipped over. So I had a lot of time to listen. Yeah. So I listened and, uh, <laughs> this book had so many twists and turns. Like it's called the better liar for a reason. Like literally nobody tells the freaking truth. <laughs> The entire, like all the way up to the very last second. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like the, a big thing happened at like three quarters of the way through that was like, holy shit. And I figured that was like the end of like the holy shit, but then yeah. like more stuff happened. Okay. Okay. So that's why I really like this book. Like I highly recommend it already before I even get into it. Yeah. I was like, I have two credits. So, I might already be getting this one. You should be getting it. So this came out like. I think like January 14th. So like I got a notice. It was like a book you pre-ordered came out because I totally pre-ordered this book because yeah. it looked great. So this book is about, well, it has three narrators because there are three women it rotates through chapter wise. Oh, okay. Um, Leslie, her sister Robin, and a woman that Leslie basically hires to pretend to be Robin. So. Color me intrigued. It starts off with Leslie is looking for her sister, Robin, because her father has recently died and um, he willed them money. But because Robin, who is younger, ran away 10 years ago, the sisters haven't spoken since. Mm -hmm. And the father was upset by this and he wanted them to have a better relationship. So a stipulation in his will was in order to get the money, 
they had to both go to the lawyer's office together oh and like sign paperwork clever assholes so she was like god damn it now i have to freaking go find my sister who i hate <laughs> yeah like like right off the bat like you're you're very aware that like leslie is not like fond of her sister mm-hmm. um and I, you just figure like she goes through lists like she left she's a huge drug addict like she doesn't call very often and when she does it's some basically manipulate my father into giving her money like mm-hmm. so like it, it's understandable like why they're they're estranged at this point so Leslie goes to Louisiana and her sister's not there. And so she hears she might be in Las Vegas under a fake name because her sister signs up for a credit card and lists an address, but mm-hmm. it also had like the dad's address is like the backup. So like they're getting creditor calls for it. Um, so she was able to figure out where she might be staying in Vegas mm-hmm. so she goes to the house because she contacts the landlord and was like, Hey, like I'm trying to find my sister. Like she doesn't give her like real last name. She gives the fake last name mm-hmm. because she's was living as Rachel Vreeland. Okay. And so she was like, Oh, I'm Leslie Vreeland. Like, I want to go see my sister. And so landlord lets her in and she he's like, her room is right there. She goes into the room and there's a dead body on the bed. Oh. Right off the bat. Wow. Yeah. I'm hooked. So, okay. <laughs> right. Like this is literally like like five minutes in. Um, and so she's like, shit. So like Leslie goes through like all of these different emotions. Like well, I'm kind of glad my sister's dead because, like, we don't really have a good relationship anyways. Y'all really like her. And, like, she kind of goes dark there. Like, it's very clear from the immediate dialogue that she, like, the things that she says about her sister in her head. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she's not favorable. So, like, she's she's happy she's dead. And she gets a little dark, dark about it. And I don't know how I felt about that. But I just kind of was like, well, her dad just died. Like, she's got a lot like, of emotions going like, on right now. I totally get it. Like, she's super frustrated and pissed off. Also, now um, she gets, like, double the inheritance, so. Right. But the thing is, like, she, well, that's what I thought, too. But I guess, like, she has to be there. So Leslie thinks that she's not, she wouldn't get the money if her sister was. I really feel like if lost. you could, like, have, like, here's a death certificate. Yeah. Or I think here's also, her dead body. Yes. But I think the other factor was that Leslie was saying that she needed the money and like immediately oh and okay didn't want to have to go through all of these things she like she literally needed it like a week ago okay that makes she more was sense gonna get 50 grand Ooh. so like there was some urgency for her where okay. she was like i can't wait that makes sense. um yeah. so she was like well shit like what am i supposed to do now and so she was like well maybe if i don't say anything like they won't know she's dead and that'll like buy me some time to figure something out you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. once she's dead then that whole process would have to start and she'd be required to go that route and she was like i don't really have other options that i can think of right now but i also don't want to deal with that i know that um so she leaves she like doesn't say anything to the landlord like leaves a dead body on the bed yeah because at this point apparently the body she described it as like more bone than flesh so and that was I don't think necessarily in a decomposition way, but not, not in a decomposition way. Like she basically said that this body looked like it had been hella methed out for years. So Um, she just assumed her sister had basically withered away and OD'd. Yeah. Okay. Right. So like the way she described it made it think me see, made me think that she was both like physically like emaciated Mm -hmm. and also maybe potentially has been dead for a little while. Yeah. Okay. So Leslie just leaves. She like vomits outside because yeah. Yeah, dead body. Um, first one. <laughs> right. And then uh so she's driving and I don't remember where she parks. She parks somewhere. I think it's like a gas station or a convenience store or something. She goes inside and she comes back out and there's a woman sitting on the roof of her or on the hood of her car. 
yeah and she was like um hey like what's up and the the girl was like oh sorry like my boyfriend usually hangs out here like before work or stops by here before work and like I thought this was his car I was gonna surprise him but like I guess not like my bad and Les was like okay that's weird whatever but like the girl just like is being friendly and kind of makes small talk and uh, Leslie says something like oh my sister just died and the girl was like oh no that's terrible like well if you feel like getting some food or something like on your way out of town if you're leaving I work at this restaurant like feel free to stop by like I'm gonna go see my boyfriend before work but I'm gonna be there this evening mm-hmm. like feel free to come by and like I'll buy you a drink or something right yeah okay. and so Leslie not really wanting to go home yet because she's not really sure what she's gonna do does decide to go to the restaurant um but because it's chapter to chapter Mary who is the girl she just met goes to go see her boyfriend mm-hmm. oh so that so was a she, true thing she does go yeah that's where she's going she goes to see this oh, guy Paul I thought that was some made-up thing okay no yeah so that's just what she yeah apparently so she goes to see Paul she finds out Paul has like a new girlfriend oh fucking asshole so, yeah, he's like ignoring her texts and all that stuff. Yeah. So she just goes to work and, you know, kind of upset, pissed off, whatever. So she goes to work and Leslie's there. And she, Leslie's already pretty drunk. <laughs> and like uh, her fellow waiter, waitresses are like, oh, yeah, like there's a lady at the bar asking for the redhead who works here. And she's like, oh, like it obviously is me. And so like she goes and like she talks to her about her sister and they both start getting like doing like tequila shots together. Woo. And so they like pretty drunk and Mary's like, well, I could, I should technically be working right now because like, she's basically like waiting tables and then coming back and doing a shot and then waiting tables and like coming back and chatting. And That's doing what shot. I love for my waitress is for her to get drunk. Woo. Love it. And she was like, okay, well it's time for my 10. Like, do you want to come outside with me and I'll help you sober up? Like we'll smoke a cigarette and you can sober up a little bit before you go back to your hotel. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, sure. Like that sounds good because Leslie at this point seems pretty freaking drunk and doesn't seem like she drinks like Mary does. Yeah, she doesn't normally do tequila shots. She's like, no, because she was like, I'm drinking wine. A bottle of wine gal. Yep. I was just going to say she's a bottle of wine gal. That's basically how how she's described. Like Mm -hmm. she's like 5'10, kind of average, like a little curvy. Like you find out. It's drunk on Chardonnay. Yeah, she's like a baby, so she doesn't drink that Mm -hmm. much. Um, So they go outside. And they're just, like, smoking and chatting. And at this point, honestly, like, nothing of real, like, substance in their conversations is happening. So at this point, I'm just, like, explaining how the the story moves along. And this guy shows up. And he's kind of being, like, creepy and intimidating towards Mary. And Leslie's like, do you know him? And Mary's like, yeah, I do. Like, just be quiet. Don't say anything. Like, he'll go away in a minute. And um, this guy was like, I heard you were over at Paul's again today. Like, don't go back there anymore. Like you need to yeah. apologize to me and then like takes her tip money out of her apron and then like makes her dance with him. Creepy. I don't like that and at then all. Leaves. Yeah. I don't like that. And Mary was like, that's my ex-boyfriend. Like this is why I've lost my last few jobs because like he keeps harassing me and like I, he keeps like taking my money. Like there's nothing I can really do about it. Like, um, and then Mary's boss comes and yells at her and Mary was like, yeah, okay, fuck this. I'm out. And so Mary and Leslie go back to Leslie's hotel Mm -hmm. and they're like, all right, we'll just keep drinking and like chatting because like, we're getting along pretty well. Like you seem kind of nice and you seem like you're having a shitty time. Mm -hmm. Um, 
like Mary says, she's from Texas and she's just like in Vegas basically to wait tables and she just like wanted to get out of Texas and like left her family and stuff. And I think she said she moved out here for a guy, but that didn't pan out. And so now she's just doing the in same Vegas. shit. And, yeah. yeah, in Vegas. So she's just doing, she like Palmer reads. And so like she basically like manipulates men and gets money. All right, cool, cool. She wants to be an actress, but uh, she uh, just hasn't quite made it yet. And so she like reads she Leslie's palm and figures LA. out Leslie's married and um talks about like how her like one of her lines on her palm or whatever means she's going to be super famous one day and she just hasn't happened yet but she thinks that she just has like really bad luck she's like bad stuff just always happens to me so like that's just kind of who mary is and at one point it's pretty late and they're pretty drunk so like basically at the end of the night leslie was just like i don't know what i'm gonna do like my sister owes me money and mary's like she owes you money like what are you talking about and she's like well my sister's dead but now i can't get my inheritance because i need her to sign and like i don't remember what excuse leslie gives for why she has to have it right now oh she mm-hmm. said that she lost her job she's yeah. like i lost my job and i'm gonna lose my house if i don't get it this weekend like i can't like i can't make her wait. a mortgage or something yeah yeah she basically said she lost her job and like she it's dire okay um and so mary's like well that sucks and leslie was like well you you want to escape and i want money and you do look a lot like my sister like you're a redhead but you look a lot like my sister like you should pretend to be her you mm-hmm. sign for the money we each get 50 grand you go to la like you want to like 50 grand's like a pretty good amount of money yeah that's a, like, yeah that especially for like time yeah you can so, make that last that's a lot of people make that in like a year so Right. And Mary was like, okay, yeah, no, I don't want to do that. Like I could potentially get arrested. Like what if they sensible. eventually find out? Like, yeah, that's just she's like, that's, I just, that's, I'm not interested. So they pass out because they're fucking super drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and Leslie wakes up and Mary's gone. So Mary had left. She's like texted her boyfriend again, who still hasn't texted her back. Mm. Um, so I'm like, obviously this other chick. Yeah. And she goes to like this pancake house, like down the road. And the guy that danced with her in the parking lot, Sam, shows up again. No. Oh. And she was like, I will tell everyone here that you're harassing me, like, if you don't leave me alone. And he, like, sits down next to her, and all the waitresses come up to him. They're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? We haven't seen you in a while. Oh, How the usual? Like, yeah. <laughs> she's like, god damn it. Yeah, they're not going to believe that. Right. And so he was just like, I know that you've been texting him. Like, you need to stop contacting this guy. Do you really think you're going to get back together with him? Like, he's with somebody else, like all this other stuff. And he was like, you work every Saturday, right? And she was like, yeah. And he's like, I'll see you every Saturday. And she was like, um, no, no, thank you. You'll never see me again. Yeah. (laughs) Walks back to the hotel (laughs) where Leslie is. Mean. And Leslie is on the phone with her husband and her husband is literally just asking like, so what's, what's up? Like, did you find your sister? And she goes, yeah, I found her. And he's like, so what happened? Like, is she coming home with you? Like, what's up? And then her, uh, Mary knocks on the hotel room door, mm-hmm. she, like opens the door and Mary's there. And she was like, yeah, I think she's coming with me. Oh, fuck. Coming tonight so- Because Mary is holding blonde hair dye. Oh, shit. <laughs> She was like, your sister's blonde, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so 
they like oh. bleach your hair in the hotel right there. Yeah. And they start like going through like last names, like mother's maiden names, like birthdays, like basic information that she Things would that know. you would know if you were right. real sisters that were estranged forever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so Leslie is from Albuquerque. So they do all this while they're driving back to Albuquerque, basically. Dye hair, head back to Albuquerque. Okay. So they go back to Albuquerque and they go to Leslie's house. They have like an appointment with the lawyer and like the next day or something, I think maybe two days because she ends up being there for like a week. I don't remember exact timeline. Um, so they go back to Leslie's house and like she meets Leslie's husband and finds out that Leslie has like this baby that Leslie never mentioned, which she was like, that's kind of weird. That like, is weird. That, but whatever. Yeah. And um, like she does a really good job. Like, very impressive like leslie was like it was like she was a whole other person i mean she wanted to be an actress right so that's what i thought too i was like wow she's gonna be a great actress yeah she's gonna make it once she gets her 50 grand yeah she like very easily like can like make the small talk and her accent is totally different because she's from texas so Mm -hmm. like she completely drops it and i really love having the three different narrators and each of the narrators was all they were all really good. I don't know that I've ever actually listened to an audiobook with more than one narrator. It, I, were, I'm usually pretty skeptical about it, but. Yeah, I wasn't sure how it would work, but I was like, I guess it makes sense to help me differentiate the, the women that mm-hmm. are talking in each chapter. Yeah. Because they did all have very distinct voices, but like uh, the one who did Mary, like she had to do a bunch of different accents. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. that was really impressive. Yeah. And like there are children who speak, you know, and like other people who speak, but like they all just did a really good job. Um anyways, so Mary is a very good actress. She plays the part very well. Her husband uh Leslie's husband doesn't really ask any questions. I mean, he's never met Robin. Yeah, so like why- yeah, why would he? Mm-mm. Leslie never really talks about her. And uh Leslie it becomes clear that like Leslie's husband doesn't know though that Leslie's lost her job. And needs oh, that's getting money. I was just thinking that when you said that she goes home to her husband, I was like, and her husband, I mean, like, I get going from two incomes to one would be rough, but like, is he like, you guys are situation is so dire, but right, he didn't tell him, he doesn't know. And so, like, uh, Leslie brings Mary to like her bedroom, the guest room, and Mary was like, okay, well, like, he obviously doesn't know that you lost your job. Like, you should have told me that. Like, I absolutely could have spilled the beans. Yeah, that's important. And Leslie was like, okay, like, my bad. Just keep being great at this because just don't freaking tell him anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, make small talk. We'll be keep, done with this in like two days. Keep doing good. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And um, so the next day, um, everyone leaves the house, but robin slash mary is still there and there's like a note that's just like i'll be back at this time stay here and she was like um fuck you i'm not your pet yeah um i am your pretend sister i'm gonna go shopping so basically what she ends up doing is like snooping around the entire house i would too she was like it's weird it's like oddly clean and she like pretends like she doesn't have any secrets but obviously she does have some secrets like where does she keep her secrets and then she was like oh wait her house is a box and i am the secret like <laughs> um but like her com- the computer's not lap like password protected like the family Stupid. one like and so she does end up finding the husband's tablet mm-hmm. and she like opens it and there's like messages between him and like this coworker of his that uh, she like 
thought were kind of suspicious. Uh-huh. She was like, I don't know. I can't tell because like she knew that like this lady also had like a young baby. So like they, they would hang out a lot and she saw like she was going through like the trash cans and stuff because she was curious mm-hmm. and she saw that he was like sending her money. Oh, and she's like, okay, so are you, like, seeing this person? Like, what's the deal here? Like, there was some, like, winky faces sent in, like, group chats. Um, like, mm. so Robin starts thinking, okay, like, maybe he's having an affair and maybe that's some of what the money's for. Like, Leslie didn't seem that concerned about me spilling the beans about her job. Maybe she still has her job. Like, where is she today? Yeah, she left. She went somewhere. Why did she leave for the day? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so Robin slash Mary. It's very confusing. Mm-hmm. Robin slash Mary. Yeah. <laughs> They're basically interchangeable. Um, Mary starts looking around for more clues and she's not finding a lot of the house. So she decides to leave. Um, but she has starts kind of basically from here on out, Mary starts kind of snooping and trying to figure out like, okay, what's actually going on here? Because I don't think that it's the thing that she's telling me that mm-hmm. I'm here for, but she doesn't reveal any of this to Leslie. She, Leslie, as far as Leslie knows, like she's just following the plan. Like Leslie's pissed off that uh, Mary like leaves the house yeah. and stuff when she's asked her not to, but like, she doesn't realize that she's really snooping, snooping. Like she tells her to stay out of her business basically when she asks a few probing questions, but mm-hmm. I don't think she realizes like the extent. Yeah. So Mary leaves and she runs into somebody at like the corner store when she's picking up cigarettes who knew Robin. Oh, like shit. in high school. Fuck. Yeah, and so she kind of, like, plays along, like, enough to kind of try to figure out who this person is, and it, like, becomes clear that, like, Robin had, like, a thing with this person's sister in high school. Oh. And this person blames Robin for her sister being gay, basically, now. Yeah. So, um, she was like, well, that's interesting, and I like drama, so I'm gonna look into that. Also, this person, Nancy is now a police officer. Oh, of course And Mary she is. was like, that could be convenient. I don't know. That could work out in my favor. <laughs> yeah. It's not going to blow up in my face at all. No, it's going to be fine. So she like pretends to cry to be able to borrow some teenage boy's phone because the burner phone that her fake sister gave her, <laughs> Leslie <laughs> gave her, doesn't have internet. It's just like super basic, like old yeah. flip phone. So like, She's such a good actress. Literally every single interaction that Mary has with anybody, she becomes a different person. Like it's nice. Insane. Like she'll just come up with like fake names out of the blue. She's like, I'm Alice. Like, Ugh. like it's that's, so that's, nuts. Oh, that's insane. Yeah. It's so good. And like, she literally talks, like there's one point in which she describes and she's just like, uh, I was talking to this person and Mary melted away and so did Robin. And it was just me. Uh, like like her raw self like it was weird yeah like but like the way she describes so like how even she like becomes these other people, mary is like a make-believe t- it's like mary is like who she wants the world to see her mary as or something just who she presents yeah right and leslie starts having some suspicions about mary being necessarily who she says she is either she was like wait like what if the texans enact mm-hmm. she's like because she sees her be able to do this so smoothly yeah she's like what if what I know about her is not true. Um, so Mary starts this like affair with the police officer woman, Nancy, who is married. So she doesn't mm. think Nancy will ever tell anybody, but she's basically like pretending to be Robin with Nancy because Nancy's madly in love with Robin. Oh shit. 
so that's kind of crappy of her, but she's kind of like using her and she was like, I'm worried about my sister. Like I found out that she like went to this address um, because she found a burner phone that Leslie had hidden at the father's house. A lot of burner phones. Yeah, a lot of burner phones. Burner phones are very suspicious, honestly, like just straight up. I've never thought of buying one, so I'm very suspicious. Right, because Leslie brought uh, Mary with her to help clean out the father's house because like mm-hmm. that's like a normal activity you would do if your sister was in town after your dad died yeah right true she's like you're here you may as well help me like so she brings her with her and so she knows where the house is now and she was like well if there's nothing like secret hidden at leslie's house maybe it's at the father's house like maybe yeah. she left it at her childhood home where like her husband's never going to find it you yeah. know like she's the only one that goes there and so robin one day while leslie's gone decides to go back to the house by herself and she finds like a drawer where like the dad had obviously hid like private letters and like that kind of stuff like just like mm-hmm. personal items yeah and there was a burner phone in there and it was like there's only a few exchanges but leslie was like hey like we met earlier today the, contact me on this number from here on out and he was like great like bring the money to this place or whatever and leave it with this person mm-hmm. and leslie was like okay can you please confirm and then there was like a bunch of like freaky out messages from leslie being like i need my money back like hey where are you like i need you to respond like hmm. um so it's like okay leslie's up to something sketchy so yeah like what's she paying this person for right huh yeah yeah it's real weird it's, it's me real- very intrigued it's real weird. So Robin basically tries to figure out what the address is that Leslie was trying to go to because now it's the curves and it's very hard to find the public records that lists the sale of private businesses. Okay. Um, so she ends up asking Nancy because she's a police officer oh. <laughs> to look into it for her because she's just extremely worried that her sister has gotten into something that she can't get herself out of and that I've she's never just been, here to help her. I have never been more concerned in my life. Just very upset. Gosh, I'm sorry. I have been not sleeping. I'm so worried. Please tell me everything you know. Thank yes. You. So she like has to look into it, and she finds out it's it like used to be this pawn shop. It was owned by this guy that the police believe to be a hired hitman. Oh shit. Yes. So she was like, "Crap, Leslie must know about the affair, and she's gonna have her husband killed." Fuck. She's like, oh my god, that's not okay. No, and you don't so, do that. You only pretend to be somebody's sister for fifty thousand dollars. Right, exactly. You don't. And so kill she's people. like, I don't really want to get involved, but also I'm kind of pretty much involved at this point. But like, I could just leave and be done with it. But like, I need to know like what's happening here. And so she like goes down a whole rabbit hole where she like ends up going to the prison and like talking to the guy to because he's in prison for like domestic violence because that's the only thing they could get him on but like they're pretty sure he's a hired hitman they've just been trying to find something to pin on him yeah to Um, just period to get him in jail at this point so that they can find other stuff yeah so you can stop killing people goes and like tells him like i'll beat the shit out of your wife for you and have her say that like you'd never touched her and get you out of jail if you tell me like why my sister hired you and so he tells her like a stranger on a like an empty promise because yeah he's in jail she doesn't have to follow through what a bad hitman yeah also she's an actress so she can pretend to be someone else i guess it was crazy too because she goes with the police officer lady and the lady like didn't want to leave her alone with this terrible horrible guy because robin is very innocent yeah and kind would never do Um, anything wrong yeah and so she was just like i just i think i need to talk to him alone so that he understands it's my sister and maybe 
I'll be able to get him to empathize. And uh, the police officer, Nancy, was like, yeah, okay, sure. Go ahead. Good luck. I'm going to go get some coffee. and I'll be back in like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then she's just like, that's when she does the whole like Mary and Robin just melt off of me. Oh, like, mm-hmm. And that's when she does that. And she just like gets so intense. And like she convinces him like immediately. Like, Damn. without an issue. And then the police officer lady comes back and she was like, it was terrible. He called me a bitch. I'm like, all this <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm like, oh my God. <sighs> so we're getting close to like when some things come together. Okay. But this book is literally insane. Because awesome. like this entire time, like Leslie's just working, basically. Mm-hmm. Leslie's working and Leslie's um, talking about like suspicions of her husband having an affair and uh, you hear a little bit more about like their past Mm because like their mom is gone right so they had a really crappy childhood and so like that's all like been it's all a huge part of like their background and on in this book basically Um, like their mother was like absent a lot and so they talk about how she would leave for months at a time and come back and be off and how she wanted to be alone a lot and she would close her door a lot and i was like postpartum <laughs> something yeah some kind of depression you know, you know, type like depression like something or like bipolar. that bipolar yeah, yeah and so like you get like little bits of that information along the way and like you hear that like she drowned when the girls were like eight and twelve mm-hmm. um and so like that kind of a lot of their mother is in them so like it kind of speaks to their character a lot so they build up like who their mother is so they reveal this information slowly throughout the book like you don't get oh it all that they kind of have maybe some of because those it's part of tendencies. their character okay yeah right and so like as they're kind of revealing like who the mom was and being this absent parent who never really wanted children and who struggled to connect with her children or even like be around them at all mm-hmm. like leslie is having some of these same feelings with her son yeah and like it becomes like obvious that she's not like really comfortable being with him like the husband takes care of most of the baby stuff like she doesn't really talk to him ever she never really wants to like engage with the baby like she never mentioned him to her sister yeah you know like so it's just like a lot of those weird things where she seems kind of disconnected from it but like you just assume it's like she's got all this like she's maybe lost her job or maybe she's got all this other stuff going on yeah like maybe she's, she's just stress. like the stress thing and like her sister's in town so maybe it's just like different than it normally would be but like that's basically what Leslie says is that like she's afraid that like she is like her mother and as soon as she had her baby she was like I didn't feel connected to him in any way and I knew immediately that that was bad yeah (laughs) like you know um and so Robin starts or Robin slash Mary starts to kind of figure that out Mm -hmm. um so I can't really go any further at this point without putting too many pieces together. Yeah. But like this book is nuts. <laughs> I literally already used a credit on it and I'm going to start listening to it and I am so excited because I, holy I can't go any further without like revealing how some of these secrets unfold. But yeah, um, yeah. No, it's, for sure. it's so good. Like <gasps> I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for you. It. I definitely yeah. won't spoil it for you as soon as we're done recording. Like I yeah. normally do. If we're and not then we can finish talk them. about it once I've actually listened to it. Cause yes, whew. I, went through it pretty quickly like yeah i was saying it's only like been a while it's, it's like 10 hours i think it's about 10 yeah and i and like it's at, honestly like, been a while since i got into one like this much yeah like i, I didn't want to put it down yeah that's crazy i would say the last audiobook i listened to was the martian but will wheaton's version so mm, so yeah i'm excited one. for a 
an audiobook that I just like need to keep listening to. Like, I I can't wait for you to listen because mm-hmm. I need to talk to somebody about it. Like, yeah. Okay. Ugh. I'm yeah. So it was super great. Like five million points for this author. Like they did a great job. I'm gonna look and see if they have anything else, honestly. Cause like I did not see any of it really coming. Like I had some inklings that something wasn't quite right. Mm-hmm. And like it's clear that people aren't being truthful, but it's so hard to tell where it goes. Yeah. Like which ones are actually what? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Mm, I am so excited. There's been a few, like you've had a few books that you've done where I'm like, all right, and I've just added them to my list. I don't know that I've had one where I'm like, this is literally the book that I'm going to start listening to on my commute tomorrow. Like when I go to class on my 25 minute drive, like I'm listening there, I'm going to listen back. This is probably the fa- my favorite one that I've done on our podcast so far. Like I'm not oh, kidding. Like okay. it's, yeah. <laughs> it was really good. Now I hope <laughs> I haven't like built the hype too much, but like I really, really got me. Yeah. Oh no, I'm excited for that. Cause yeah, I feel like you and I both kind of can see things coming and can kind of like maybe start guessing some of the endings, but mm-hmm. yeah. So for you to not know, I'm excited. Very good. Yeah. If you guys listen to it also, cause do that. Let us know what you thought. On, Please do. We are on Instagram at isn't it past your bedtime? And on Twitter at IIPYB underscore pod. You can also check out our website to find links and some information about all of the episodes that we've done so far. Isn't it past your bedtime.com? And if you have really long things you want to say, you can always email us, isn't it past your bedtime at gmail. And then so our next episode, we are will be in February, which is Black History Month. So we will be doing a book by an author of color. I have not decided the one that I'm going to do because the one that I had planned on doing has gotten a lot of really bad reviews. Oh, shoot. I know. Oprah put it on her list, but now I don't know if I'm going to do it or not. Mm. So we will see. But um, also, Oprah never steers us wrong. So I know I might just say to hell with all the bad reviews and trust Oprah. She knows what she's doing. She picks good books. Uh, but then February, our mini episodes are back, and it's the month of love because Valentine's Day, Valentimes, Valentimes with the B, Valentimes, times. I try to make it sound how people say it all silly. Like, anyways, so we are each going to do some rom com chick lit which is stupid word and dumb and don't get me started talk about it later yeah we'll be doing those we don't have a clever name yet but you just wait when that one drops Come up with one. you guys are gonna love it it's gonna be so punny as always thanks everyone for listening and we'll talk to y'all later bye bye